Hi, this is Tricia Lewis and welcome to the Make It Real podcast aimed at small business owners to help you build your business without selling your soul. I've walked the walk, my guests have walked the walk and now we're all talking the talk from branding, content creation, marketing to fear sorting and real you unsquashing so many insights and tips. So stay tuned. This is going to be really great for all of you listeners. Um, and that would include me, who who kind of have a sense that they'd like to do blogs, but frankly, are all over the shop with them. Either you've done a few, um, there's no consistency, or you don't even know where to start, or you know, you just don't get what it is that engages people and gets them to actually read the blogs, which is an extra treat. Um, So I've got um, somebody who knows an awful lot about just writing generally, and is also a rather wonderful, sort of energy full, um, laughter full person, who I met, interestingly, and this is part of the sort of value that I'm just about to give you of this podcast before we've even started. I met her on LinkedIn, but I didn't meet her in a direct way. So she actually posted a comment on one of my connections posts. Um, I also commented on that post. I spotted her comment and I thought, oh, I really, I really like that reaction. And then I connected with her and lo and behold, within seconds, I was not only asking her if she could, um, if I could be a client of hers, um, but, but, but she's too busy. So we'll just not worry about that. Uh, no, seriously. But then I, you know, I was connected and asking her to be on the podcast. So can I just say to everybody, you know, that's how you use the power of these communities that you're part of. They are communities and it doesn't just come from people commenting on your posts or you posting. So lecture over, let's ruddy well get on. I am going to talk with Shelley Wilson. Hello Shelley. Hello, how are you? That's quite an intro that was. <laughs> I've exhausted myself, frankly. Um, I'm fine. Do you know I've forgotten to, I've forgotten where you're based. Um, I'm in the Midlands, so West Midlands. I wasn't going to make any, you know, assumptions. I was going to say, once I start talking and the accent comes out, it's a bit obvious. Although I was born in Leeds, so um, I wish I I still had my Yorkshire accent. Oh, you're lovely whatever. So, so when I say that you, you, you write, it really is more than just the occasional blog, isn't it? So I, I, in fact, I'm looking at your backdrop now, which has got a beautiful um, sort of display with thousands of book covers all over it. So, get, so give us a little story, because you're a story writer, of you know, where this whole writing thing commenced and then how you kind of focused into then offering this blogging writing scenario. One kind of follows the other, really, doesn't it? Um, the writing, oh, since I followed Enid Blyton up that magic faraway tree, um, I have wanted to be an author. Um, so yeah, well over 40 years. Um, I just, I loved it. I filled notebook after notebook, as I'm sure many, many people do. And um, it took a long time. I was, I was in my 40s before I actually sat down and properly wrote a book. Um, and my first book was published in 2014, so not really that that long ago in the grand scheme of it. It took me a long, I'm very good at procrastinating, as you can tell. <laughs> but I think once I cracked it, 
then it just kept going the productivity and and the mindset just clicked um and of course the responses i was getting as well just they spur you on when people really resonate with what you're saying it really does help you to kind of just get in that zone then doesn't it so um the writing the first book i wrote was how i changed my life in a year and it actually started as a blog um so that was how i how it all began really i guess blogging is is how i became an author um and the book is based on 52 new year's resolutions that i set myself back in 2013 it's a very busy year um and i just shared everything the highs the lows the failures the successes of all these resolutions and it got me into a fabulous routine of writing weekly and sharing my blog post weekly and for me i was just you know this single mum with back fat sat in my kitchen tapping away on my laptop and not thinking anything of it but the comments i started getting from all over the world were just amazing um, and that really spurred me on so it's strange that both blogging and writing the books as it's been hand in hand from the very very start um and they i don't think of them as separate entities you know they um they all kind of flow as as, as one big word nerd world <laughs> you know that's uh, that in itself is actually quite an interesting mindset little insight there by the way i i'm just going to read what your little mini bio is on your linkedin thing because listeners will all already have picked up a, a fabulous way that you have with words and your humor so Shelley, this is an example of how you kind of put your personality in a few ruddy sentences, which is so excruciating. We might talk about that in a minute. So <laughs> Shelley says this, blog content writer for SMEs, helping them stay visible online. A multi-genre author, um, self-help and why a i'll come back to that in a minute in between that lot and this is this is great i'm a single mum of three an awful cook fan of vw campers and lover of funny memes you know that's just <laughs> lovely isn't it because it says it really says very efficiently what you can help people with and then it really just wraps it all around with your with your lovely warm personality so um well obviously you're going to have done that well because you're a bloody writer <laughs> you know, sometimes it can be easier to write other people's stuff than your own <laughs> i won't talk about synopsises <laughs> can i just ask no can i just ask what ya stands for i i uh, yeah. yeah it's young adult so ah, of course teenage, teenage fantasy or well i say teenagers but i mean i'm 48 and i'm an avid ya reader so um i think it's a very loose term <laughs> <laughs> oh, fan oh, what great! So, fantasy worlds. Oh, fantastic yeah. to emerge yourself in that. Right. So, and I love that you started with Enid Blyton. That's um, yeah. I used to read that to my kids and yeah. uh, that blinking far away tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And I love that you said um, you know filled lots of notebooks. Like I guess everyone does. And I thought, no, no, not everyone does that actually, Shelley. Um, so <laughs> But maybe we should. And I love that there was this kind of transition that I think people undervalue sometimes the blogs that they do eventually write and don't realise, I have heard of somebody else who did this. And yeah, it, when you've, you've put all that work into something, you think, well, uh, who is it? Oh, I know, Sarah Townsend. 
yes oh yes I've got her book actually yes yeah, I mean, obviously, this is about you, this podcast, not her. But let's just talk about Sarah Townsend for the rest of the day. <laughs> let's just plug her book. Why not? No, but she also started with a blog and, and ultimately created a book recently published. So I just think this is a, quite a, a little note for people out there to take, you know, because would you agree that sometimes writing blogs for people who are starting, there's a little bit of a sense, and I would fall into this category, um, you just think, oh, oh I, suppose I, bet, I suppose I better do one. Or in my case, it might be an article on Medium or LinkedIn. Oh, I suppose I better do one. Uh, just, to so, just so that my sort of feed of articles looks like, you know, it's not that old and, you know, keep up with it sort of thing. da dee da dee da There we go. Done that. Job done. Tick. Yeah. Tick it off your list. Yeah, yeah. There's a big thing. I, I think the word should needs to be taken out of the English language so there's a lot of I should be blogging and I should be doing this and I should be doing that and if it really isn't right for you then no you shouldn't there are other ways of of raising your visibility um blogging is is a fabulous way I have to say to raise your profile especially at the moment because we are all online obviously with the with the current pandemic and that so having regular content going out online is really really helpful but that doesn't necessarily have to be blogs it can be a pdf you've created it can be you know an ebook that you've that you've kind of put together or, or anything like that, that that can be added to your site just so that um there's some content regularly going on but I, I don't believe that you should be doing something just for the sake of it not at all and if you're terrified of writing and that blank page or blank computer screen just sends you to screaming for the hills then don't put yourself through it at all um no. there are ways and means of of either helping you know finding someone who can help by outsourcing or just giving it a go to see if it can develop into something mm. um i'm a great believer in that you've just got to be you otherwise you're missing the point it's all about that authenticity and i guess that's where my humor comes through you know the first the first lockdown um my mental health took a massive hit and i literally stopped watching the news because i just couldn't cope with it anymore and i clicked off my my bbc app i switched it all off and the way I got through it was I started sharing funny memes on my social platforms and the funnier, the better and the most ridiculous. Some of these memes were hilarious. Um, but I started getting comments from people, private comments going, you, you've just made my day. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'd done it for my own sanity, but it was me being me, you know, just having a bit of a laugh, not taking anything too seriously, but it was helping others. And I think that that really made me, understand how important personality is when you are writing content for whatever whether it is a blog or just your social platforms it really I, yeah now i love that now we can dig and for me i did like sunday sing-along things during that first uh, first lockdown and I, exactly like you it was more much more really for my own sanity yeah. um but it just cheered people up a bit and so interestingly we can kind of re slightly reverse engineer this so so when you take on a client and you're going to, and this would be a, just a fabulous thing to, to have done for you, but what you're, you're going to take, you're going to write their blogs for them. So obviously the first step is you've got to discover what their personality is in order to, which I just, I think it is magical when writers are able to do. I, it's really, this is quite interesting because I can, 
I think that my um, creative outlet is more um, the spoken the spoken word. And I, this, do you know what? I and mean, you'd think that would have come to me sooner, wouldn't you? I mean, I'm an actor and a speaker, and I do all these videos and all this, like duh. Um, but in a way, therefore when I write, I write like I'm speaking. So you would probably pick that up as one of my sort of things. So, so what, so what do you, cause if, if we see what you're looking for when you're trying to write for somebody, then actually people could at least try and um, do this for themselves to a certain extent. Let, yeah. Let's dig into that one for me, Shannon. Well, you should resonate with this massively because you've become a detective, mm. you know, and one of the best parts of my job is stalking my clients <laughs> and that's it I literally I will have a look at all of their platforms you know they're if they're on Facebook if they're on Twitter if they're on LinkedIn because we have even though it is us that that's talking we do have slightly different ways of communicating on all the different platforms um, and that's really interesting because what you'll see then is your isms so it might be that you you are a bit posher on LinkedIn, perhaps, but on Facebook, you, you just let it all hang out. But there'll be one word, like for me, it's fabulous. Everything's fabulous. That's just one of my favourite words. And so you'll see, if you see a piece of copy, you'll know that I've written it if there's fabulous and a million exclamation marks, because I, I absolutely love them and my editor tells me off all the time and takes them all out. She allows me two per manuscript and that's it. <laughs> But that, they're my isms. Um, and so for you, I would be looking, what do you say? What, what, what are those words that you use and only you use that makes it your kind of language? Um, and, and then I'd be, I'd be filtering that into your, um, into your copy so that if, even if I was writing your blog posts, whoever was reading that, they could be the other side of the world, they'd read it and go, that's Trisha. I know I'm, she's talking to me. Um, and that's that's what's the important part of it so um, yeah the stalking is very important <laughs> yeah so you need to stalk yourself then basically yeah. um yeah and, and actually but do it consciously because the thing is because when it's you you're not always conscious that right. you've got these isms but you can ask you can ask your friends or your colleagues or what what is it that you think of when you think of me what word comes to mind just ask those simple questions you don't have to tell them why you're asking, um, but there will be, there'll be certain mannerisms or words or phrases or just things that you are known for or that people resonate um, with you and, and, and relate to you. And that can be eye-opening in itself, really. Um, and then use that, use that in, in how you're writing and your content and what you're sharing. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. We need to get that feedback and, and just straightforward because we don't always... Because it's kind of natural for us, isn't it? So now here's a here's a tricky little conundrum. So I I I sometimes right. I'll give you an actual example, okay? Because the listeners can kind of picture this. So so I'm trying to get my YouTube channel, okay? Which is another, if you like, a sort of form of blogging, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. and in and in my head, I'm thinking actually maybe because the spoken word is more my more natural way of communicating, maybe that should be along with the podcast, that should be my focus maybe rather than writing articles. So I don't know yet. I haven't worked this out. But 
one of the things that I've noticed, so I've written really haphazard descriptions to videos. Okay, so the same would apply in blogs, what the content, the actual words that you're putting down there. And they've got my kind of isms in there and wherever I and then I suddenly thought, oh my goodness gracious me, none of these are going to get picked up um, in terms of the keywords and SEO and algorithms and da 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 focus words. Um, none of it, none of it. I've the, no idea what that video, Google will have no idea what that video is about. Okay. So presumably the same applies also in a written blog. How do we, do we need to take care about that? balance you do yes but you it's it, it is and balance is the exact right word actually because you do need to have the keywords you do need the long phrases but you you can't stuff them in if that makes sense because um it, it's not going to flow it's not going to sound right or look right um the best thing to do is kind of Oh, hang on, you've frozen. You froze just then. You froze. Come back. Come back. You were, you, yeah, you're beautiful. There you go. You come back. You just said the best thing to do. And then you froze. It was like a, it was like a suspense <laughs> novel, which you're so good at. You must have done that deliberately. <gasps> the best thing, the golden tip, the thing that is going to make you millions. Listeners, okay, here it comes. Nothing. <laughs> God, I'm good. I didn't even realise I was. <laughs> no, go for it quickly, <laughs> quickly before it freezes um, again. Yes, before I freeze again with my mouth open. Um, yeah, the, it, do some research. So research on what it is that your clients search for. So when they want to know what are these units. So for me, it might be that they are putting into Google, "What do I write about?" in a blog post. It, and that's the language that they would use. So that's the kind of things you need to be putting into your, they're like your keyword phrases, if you like, that you need to be putting into your post. So I might start then one blog post with, do you struggle with what to write about in your blog post? And that's going to pop up. So I haven't stuffed in, you know, so blog, post, you know, struggle, they're, they're all kind of words that would be associated with my clients, but I haven't had to stuff them in. They, they make sense um and that's that's the best way of doing it but have a research get yourself um a list i've got a list on my computer of keywords that i use all the time that i know my clients use so it's not that i'm like oh I, yeah i'm going to talk about um, this this and this because it sounds very professional if my clients aren't searching for those words then it's an absolute waste of time mm. um i was talking to a lady in hospitality actually and she was on about um Oh, I've forgotten the name of them now. Um, the cloches, and they're not cloches anymore, the, the bain-marie type of things that you used to put all the dinners in. Oh, yeah. Uh, and because I worked in hospitality 20-odd years, I knew exactly what she was talking about. But I was like, would your client know that that's what yeah. they served? They'd be serving dishes maybe to somebody yeah. without the, the industry knowledge. And it was just getting those clients at that time to think outside the box because... When we're, in, when we're in an industry, we know the terminology. We know it all, don't we? And it comes naturally. It's second nature. But when you haven't got a clue what you're searching for, you've almost got to really go back to basics. 
um, and that's probably the best the best advice advice I can give. What what a great that's actually a really really good um, example that you just get and and this this is the, the old uh, curse of knowledge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to stand outside ourselves, and um, and I found I, I was it's really weird because I thought oh this is going to sound a bit banal, a bit not very clever, a bit like not rocket science, you know, uh, if I don't put various psychology terms in here, you know, communication research, references, whatever, whatever. Um, but then I realized, because again, coming back to ask people, listen to people's response, you know, people were saying, yeah, I wasn't, no, I didn't quite get what that was about, but oh no, I do now. And you think, yeah, you got, you got all over the top complex, didn't you? Yeah, I think if you if you're not used to writing those kind of documents, if you like, so blog posts about business or, or what you do, you tend to put on a bit of, you know, I've got to be professional. I've got to sound like I know what I'm talking about, even though you do know only you can know what you know. But we do put these little almost airs and graces on to think, oh, I've got to, I've got to be, you know, posh and professional. But no, you, you said it how it is. I've got so many, I mean, a lot of them are authors, but they're so sweary. And if their content is sweary and they're swe and they have so many followers because they are being themselves and they're attracting like-minded readers or, or colleagues who get it. And that I, that's just the best thing in the world for me, I think. And it's really interesting because I um there was somebody, um Marie Ashcroft, Marie Claire, Marie Claire Ashcroft, um, did beautiful photographs and all sorts. But anyway, she's one of my podcast guests from way back. Um, but I was attracted to her um profile and it was it she up front has swear words on it, um, <laughs> and all the rest of it. Now I there's no way there'd be somebody else's blog or profile or what that would have swear words in it that it would really put me off so it, the the one common li the common link about the ones that have got swear words that i'm attracted to is and you've said it already they are being themselves yeah, yeah. can't force them in because that's just you just switch, switch all your audience off then absolutely and i've seen people do it and i think it's such a shame that people perhaps have sort of got a sudden almost viral kind of response because they've done something a bit crazy out there and that, that and then they're kind of stuck in this place of thinking oh, I, I need to keep getting these viral responses so I, I'll have to keep using this style <laughs> and it, it's not really me <laughs> it's hideous it, I feel I feel that's a really bad trap to fall into but quite an easy one in this day and age where we are fueled and fed by those likes and yeah. loves do you know, I saw on LinkedIn today a really interesting post and it was, I can't remember who post it was now, but um, he'd, he'd written, what happens if social media wiped your, wiped your profile and you had to start from scratch? What would you do differently? And I thought, oh my God, that's genius. Absolutely genius. And that's, that's it. How would you be different? And a lot of the comments were, I'd be myself earlier. And I was like, that's it. A hundred percent. Be you. 
nobody can do you like you <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny how much you you're out there with that message i know lots of other people are out there with this message i'm out there with this message it is incredible how we have to keep repeating this message yeah. not only to ourselves but to to with other people as well to to sort of give permission and all the rest of it and yet you wouldn't you think it was the most basic simple thing in the entire world to do to be yourself and it's not isn't it i find it fascinating not at all i mean it's it's part of our genetics i suppose i don't know um after i'd had my kids or when i'd had my kids it was one of those who who am i i'm not shelly anymore i'm mum or i'm so and so's mum and you lose your identity and maybe that's a woman thing i don't know but maybe that's where it comes from that who on earth am i now what what identifies me yeah oh my god oh now that's deep, now that's yeah, deep. Yeah. And, and, and actually Shelley, <laughs> oh I, I, well i like deep um it, not necessarily in a podcast um it, yeah do you know i'm beginning to say this to every single guest i have which is i have to have you back which is almost becoming like i'm just saying it now but it's genuine that's it i maybe just forget asking anybody else i'll just go back and start again and just get everyone back on of course, I've had one person back on, the, the famous John Aspiri, and he's, he's, he's done a... Oh, he's done a that's legendary, though, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> and also, it's always... A weekly slot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I, no, I love this. I've got to... Yes, the, the old I've got to sound professional, I think, is a really huge trap. And, and comparisonitis, of course. So, so people just thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to get this together with the whole blog writing thing. And now they look at a thousand blogs um, and, and they see this bit and that, oh, I see that's how you do it. Okay. Oh, I need to have headings like that. Oh, I need to use these kind of images. Oh, I need to have bullet points. Oh, I need to, oh, I need to sign off like this. I need to have a little bit at the bottom with all my links on. Oh, that's, that's an interesting thing. I read something recently. If you want to get your blogs taken up sort of by Forbes and Harvard and who knows what, that actually you shouldn't put any of that kind of sales promo stuff on the, on the bottom. Interesting. And yet, yeah, the first thing I kind of say to most people is don't forget your call to action because that's yeah. what you're hoping to do is get them to do something after. I kind of get that though because... Um, one of the other things you need to look at is trying to make your posts evergreen so that they can be used over and over, shared over and over. I mean, obviously at the moment, we're probably talking about Christmas and obviously we're all talking about the pandemic, but you know, forward wind five years, that content is going to have to be rewritten or tweaked or, or however. So, and the Forbes people like that would, would, would be looking for evergreen stuff. And if you've got a call to action to something that's not there yeah. anymore, then yeah. that makes a lot of sense. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I, I'd never, yeah. never sort of thought of that. But, um, but yeah, again, it's, it's about balance, everybody. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> balance. And trial and error. I think I, I, that's what I love doing. I love having a go and seeing what works. Um, because yeah. it's, it's not the same for everybody. And even our clients, we're, we're us, but our clients are so different as well. Yeah, they might all have the similar link. But I mean, I write for a whole host of industries. Um, 
and they're all very very different and diverse and that's what my Gemini brain loves that because I love flitting from different things and having to learn stuff so that just I absolutely adore that part of blogging I must say Uh, but of course that means that each of my clients are very unique um, and they they want different things and that's that's what I have to kind of make sure that I hit all of those marks and is it does that also include the start so you've got the words and then you've got the style the the kind of layout structure which presumably has to kind of that has to be part of the deal too doesn't it of course it does yeah and i think you'll get i, I i'm a bullet list but i love bullet lists in fact when i uh, when i published well when i self-published my first book the uh, the gentleman peter who helped me format it he, he was cursing me for the amount of bullet lists there were in that book <laughs> um but i love them because they just they break down that do you remember being at school and getting a textbook and opening it up and it just being words no picture just word after word after word oh my god your brain just melted out of your ears didn't it and i think that's the same with with blog posts you just see a massive block of words it's just it's too much for our brains to handle nowadays we're too busy mm. so you know your subheadings your your little images your blog your um bullet lists or your numbered lists they just help mm. you to cope and and, bright, and and of course we're most of us are on our phones when we're reading this content so um mm. it's nice and that, that i think when i'm helping people write their blogs and when i'm writing blogs for people i suppose i do follow a, a, a slight format in that i don't just do words i like to i like to jimmy it around a bit <laughs> jimmy it around a bit you've got some great expressions i like i like that um just just one last thing before we wrap up and i get you to tell people a bit more about you where to get your books and all the rest of it um was on something um that i almost forgot what i was about to ask you <laughs> i know it was so crucial as well it was completely crucial blogs what, what was it i was going to ask you about blogs um headings uh story um examples uh yeah so does it does it do you think it adds quite do you think this should be i mean you're a writer of fiction as well so do you think that it kind of is good on the for the reader's experience to be giving that kind of story vibe to a blog but but and and in your words um story isn't necessarily when i say story you'll know what i mean because it doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean a long fiction storybook story does it it's it's something about the the story vibe and what it yeah. does to your brain and the journey isn't it yeah. and journey is the right word because we've, we've all been on a journey um you know from where you started your business to where you are now has been one hell of a journey for each and every one of us um and we can share that in our content in its entirety or we can break it down into into little snippets of of our life um but sharing those should should become part of our content plan really because um we 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 buy from people people buy from people don't we we want to know the name behind the brand we want to know what makes you tick we want to connect like your message to me after seeing 
the comment on Andrea's post. I mean, we were backwards and forwards for about an hour and a half, weren't we? <laughs> and I think there were a few gifts in there as well, or however you call them. <laughs> um, but that was that. That is what I love. It's that connection that you click with something and somebody, um, and getting that through into your content means you have to share your story. You have to share part of you, um, and it's up to you how deep you dig into that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, there's, that, nearly, there's nearly always a link, isn't there? It's finding those, um, I, I, like you, this, this sort of thing really fascinates me and I, I get really into it that where you find, okay, so it's great that I'm so old. So I've got this mass of stories behind me, um, which means that I can nearly, I mean, nearly everything I can look back and I think, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's got to, I think I've got an example of, and then it might be something to do with, I don't know, teenage romance, you know, there's nothing to do with business at all, but there's some particular aspect of a story that absolutely beautifully illustrates the point you're making in the sort of business context. A hundred percent. I mean, we were talking earlier, I, I read and write young adult fiction. Um, and so a lot of the, um, the stories I read, about our coming of age stories well i'm 48 now you know 16 was an awful long time ago but i still remember it when i'm reading this i remember how uncomfortable i felt i remember how awkward it was i all of those things and um i mean my my daughter my youngest child she's 18 now and i i see bits of it with her you know and and it just makes me giggle but we can talk about that in business in the, in the sense that we're still awkward. We're still uncomfortable in certain situations. You know, the whole networking thing going online is, how is that making you feel? Are, do you feel like a teenager walking into a school hall again? It's, that's it's it. That's it. Shelley, that we have to, we have to literally stop on that because you, 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 you've absolutely nailed it. Of course you've nailed it. This is what you do. <laughs> But you, that is such a good example of how you've literally taken something because our, you know, our, our various bits of our brain, you know, get, get so embedded from those very high emotion days, you know, of our teenage years and first, I was going to say romance, but they were hardly romance, so they were <laughs> disasters and, you know, all of that. So maybe, maybe that's just I know, right, maybe my own life. <laughs> But you know, it's embedded. Is it the smells, the sounds, the music, everything? And and I love that 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 that, that awkward teenager that you've taken that into awkward clicking onto a Zoom networking event. I love that. That is an absolute classic example of how we can use story. And I can't I cannot have you say much else after that because I just want that pearl of wisdom to be hanging there for people to listen to and replay. This has been full of pearls of wisdom. So now I want you to just tell people how they connect with you and what, you know, what they might get from you and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I tend to be, I have my author hat over on Twitter. So um, if you want to talk books, you'll find me over there. Definitely. Um, but I help um, anyone who wants to uh, blog for their business, I can help them by writing it for them or I can help, I use a power hour system where we can literally brainstorm what you want to do for your business and put together some sort of a content plan that helps you if you're stuck. Um, and I think I find that a lot with my clients, they, they don't know how to get started, they don't know what to write about and it stops them. Um, and I love writing, I love blogging and I just want to help people get beyond that stage 
Um, and if you've got a, a plan of action, it just takes out all the stress for you. Um, and that's what I love to do. I think that's the holistic therapist uh, from my, my long, long time ago when I used to do that. That's coming forward. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, you see? Whole yeah. other bit of Shelley's story. <laughs> yeah, now you definitely have to come back and I'll ask you a bit more about that. I love it. Holistic therapy. Wow. Gee. <laughs> okay, Shelley, I won't, um, I will resist talking, continuing this conversation. I'm not, I'm sometimes not very good at ending these podcast interviews because I'm way too nosy and interested and want to talk about more. But this has been brilliant and thank you. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been an absolute joy and pleasure to talk yes! to you. Take action. Try this one small step. Well, if you're thinking of writing a blog, I suggest that you go back to basics. Stop thinking about other people's blogs and start thinking, why do I want to do this blog? And then how would it be me? How can I make it look and sound to actually feel like it's part of me, not just something I'm going through the motions with. And finally, do that whole googly search thing and try and find out what people really, beyond your bubble, people really want to know, you know, beyond the curse of knowledge stuff. Yeah, get, challenge yourself. But if ultimately blogging doesn't feel like your thing, then find another way to express yourself and let people get to know you. Listen again, tell people about it. Go over to iTunes and leave me a review and scatter some stars around. And head over to trishalewis.com, investigation report tab, and sign up for my twice-monthly newsletter with podcast updates and a whole load of extra treats that only you will get. And connect with me on LinkedIn and on Instagram would be my favourites. Look forward to the next episode. Never be.